Welcome everybody to episode 207 of the Metabulous 2 podcast. Um, my name is Ben. And I am David. And what are we, what, what, what are we doing today? We are revolving, <laughs> revolving with the Daleks in their ah. fabulous revolution. Glorious revolution. Dipping back in time, filling in the gaps of our coverage of the Jody Whitaker era. Because we know, we know, dear listener, that you are a completist and you would feel shortchanged if we do not cover absolutely every story. So that is what we're doing. <laughs> this came out on the 2nd of January, 2021. So over almost a year and a half ago at this point. Yeah, and it's a part of the, the show moving to a, uh, moving to a New Year's position rather than a Christmas position, which I guess is fine. Um, I'm not entirely sure why that decision was made, but that's what it's been doing the last couple of years or so. Yeah. Well, I think RTD, with hope, will bring back the Christmas special. I think Dr. Red Christmas is a better fit than New Year's. Yeah. I mean, New Year's is such a like, well, whatever. Nobody really cares. So yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Christmas is more special than New Year's. It always has been. Exactly. 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 Of course. Mm So I watched it when it came out, mm-hmm. and I have done a rewatch. Okay. Um, and I think, David, you have not watched it before, before you've watched it quite recently, yeah? I watched it uh, this week for the very first time. Okay. First impressions. I, hmm. from, from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'll do, I'll, I'll do my <laughs> second impressions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay, so when I when I first watched it a year and a half ago, I didn't like it at all. Okay, um, I hadn't enjoyed Timeless Children particularly. I wasn't particularly engaged in that, you know, revelation. Mm-hmm. So I came into that New Year's Day show um, with a kind of a attitude of not wanting to enjoy it. And as as usual, mm-hmm. if you come into an attitude not wanting to enjoy something, then you don't enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, I have to say, my mood improved on this rewatch. It is still not. Perfect in any kind of way, um, and it is still kind of pretty representational of the Whitaker era and what I think is wrong with the Whitaker era. However, it did improve on a rewatch. It did improve. Okay. You mentioned this comes right after The Timeless Children, and there was a scene with Ryan and the Doctor in the TARDIS when they uh, reconnect, and Ryan's going, you know, what's wrong with you? And... It seemed almost cliche, like Ryan was asking the obvious questions like, how do you feel about that? And the doctor goes, mm, mostly angry. And that would be, I, I will put it this way, that was my reaction to Timeless Children. Mostly angry. And I don't think Chris Chibnall did himself any favors because like, the next beat, the doctor's wondering, like, who am I, you know, I, I'm not who I thought, then who I am I? And the and Ryan's going, well, you're the doctor, same as before, same as always. And then the doctor goes, right, same doctor, same Ryan, nothing's changed. And it's sort of like, then what was the whole point of the timeless children? If it's the same doctor, nothing's changed. And then Ryan goes on going saying, things change all the time and they should because they have to. And it's sort of like, 
No, they didn't. This didn't have to change. <laughs> this this was pointless. This was stupid, and <laughs> it's you're you're weaving it. It's like this big meta commentary on this timeless children divergence, and you're saying right there, there was no point to it. it we just did it because things change. It's sort of like. Uh, it was well, mind-numbingly infuriating. I'll have to say, and actually, I kind of like mostly angry because it reminds me of mostly harmless, um, only, <laughs> only, only worse. Um, um, I'll have to say that if, if that makes you angry, I can't wait until we do flux. I really can't wait because um, that's, that's mainly what that is. No, I mean, I think I think that's what I sort of mean when I say that it's pretty representative of the whole kind of chivalrous era. The mm-hmm. the massive changes are a inconsequential and pointless, and b he doesn't really seem to be that interested in any kind of consequences. I just said inconsequential. Um, I repeat, any kind of consequences from the massive changes that happen. Um, which again, mm-hmm. as you as you point out, then why do massive changes if you're not going to follow through on them? And I think again, it's. You know, it's all about, uh, I don't know, there, there must be ways to, to describe this kind of, you know, uh, accurately, but it's, you know, it's the... It's pot really only tr- for the sake of it. It's it's yeah, trolling it's, fandom for the sake of getting a rise and a reaction and or, kind of... Or, 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 or I mean, you know, to, to put a kind of a better, you know, you know perhaps a more, a more a slightly, I was going to say positive spin, but it's not a positive spin. Basically, he's just writing for effect you know, for these kind of hollow climaxes of change and is not that interested in anything that that, that follows from that. I mean, the point of change is not that things stay the same. The point of change is that things are different. Um, And Mm -hmm. if you just change for the sake of change, for the sake of the act of changing, the kind of gestural act of change then it's 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 ultimately unsatisfying mm-hmm. and i think this is what you know if we then you and i didn't particularly enjoy you know the whole timeless children malarkey i still don't really understand it that well because i don't think there's actually right. a huge amount to understand i mean i thought about it okay what what was actually going on and actually there wasn't anything going on there's nothing to understand it is simply you know noise um it's the whole thing is kind mm-hmm. of static but one might imagine that having that kind of revelation, then you move into an entirely new era of um, of the show. But you don't. It's it's said you just repeated it. You know, a, 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 a Ryan of storytelling. You saying, could tell different stories. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, which is kind of I would have thought the point of doing it. But you know, Ryan actually states it and says it's the same. You're always the same, mm-hmm. which is great because we like the character and we prefer the. In some ways, you know, the character works best if they are a constant. And if they are a constant, why through this entire three year period have we been pushing things changing when they haven't really done at all? And it's gestural, empty, hollow story may i was going to say storytelling it's kind of story making basically mm-hmm. i think hollow is the operative word that's what now that yeah. you mention it that's what i felt the story was it felt it very hollow yeah. and even the scenes right. towards the end with the goodbye i guess they resonated with the type of characters that chibnall wrote but those characters seem pretty hollow there's not multi-dimensional to these characters it's sort of like 
Ryan is the guy with dysphraxia. Graham's kind of excited and trying to bond with Ryan. Yaz, I guess, is now super obsessed about the doctor, which we haven't seen up until now, I think. It's sort of like she's like seriously stalkerish almost with the doctor at the beginning. It, it's just kind of it was kind of creepy, her obsession with the doctor, I thought. Yeah, and it was yeah, yeah, and it was which which again, I mean, that could be a cool that could be a cool plot point if we kind of ran mm-hmm. with that, you know, and it's, Yaz becomes you know like in the you know the very first episode, like in like in Rose, you know, becomes one of the kind of Doctor Who pursuer conspiracy theory people, um, part of Linda, but she <laughs> she doesn't do that. I mean, the only you know we have post it notes stuck around, which are kind of you know, shorthand for saying someone's obsessed, right? And we have her sleeping on the floor of the TARDIS, which is weird because we all know that actually there's plenty of bedrooms um, mm-hmm. that she could be sleeping in. I, I thought that well, that was a weird yeah. beat for me, and or uh, even a cot, you know, anything. Or anything, exactly. I mean, yeah. The other thing that I felt about it, and this goes back to this kind of hollow idea, is that all the way through, the dialogue was mainly explaining away plot holes. So at every kind of scene, at the beginning of each scene, there is a, there's 30 seconds sort of back and forth questioning that explain, kind of explain away Things that are things that, that that appear to be illogical or you know would mm-hmm. be would be cast as plot holes and and that's the main kind of force of the whole drama is okay this works this is exciting because I've just told you these things. Mm-hmm. The main example is just why was the doctor in the is it the storm cage or is the Judoon prison or whatever? It's sort of like what there was no point for this other than separating her from her fam for 10 months there's just no point for that detour at all it's kind of like uh chibnall's greatest hits uh just kind of referencing like with the mighty pating which is ryan calls calls it when he says goodbye it's just sort of like no it's just what was the point it's just stuff happening without any connectivity connective tissue or reason or point to it I like that phrase you just used. It's stuff that happens, and then some more stuff happens, and then some more stuff happens, and then a bit more stuff happens, and then it's over. Um, it really is. I mean, which you know, I guess is my word, which is inconsequential. It's just okay. There's nothing. There's nothing here. Again, I mean, you know, the prison is very easy to escape from, and <laughs> it's run by the Jadoon and. There's a weeping angel that, I mean, as soon as you start to think about, okay, exactly what the hell is going on, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it, it starts to make no sense internally with the show. Mm-hmm. Weeping angels are, I mean, why is one of them a criminal who deserves imprisonment? Right. How do you even imprison one? Well, mirrors, obviously. <laughs> I, I guess, you know, and one has a name, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, um, I think they're the doctor's nicknames for the Weeping Angel, for for her that particular. Oh, weeping oh you think you think it's a nickname? Yeah, okay, all right, all right, that would yeah. make sense. Because she I calls guess. the Ood, Sikorik, yeah, Bonnie, just... and Clyde, and Tiny's the Ping. So, yeah, I think these yeah. are prison nicknames. So again, obviously, when I first saw the prison scene, like a year and a half ago, it's like, okay, okay, what's what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So I was kind of more engaged in it. This one, I was when because I knew that she was basically going to escape, like you know, in ten seconds, very very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a cell that she spends her day, her nights in and does mm-hmm. exercises in. And then there's a corridor that you walk down 
to like a cage right. where you stand where all the other prisoners are and and it's uh, why why just why is there a cell that you go out of to somewhere else where everyone else you know it's the whole thing is just it's it's again it's it's just the reason why that is is for the excuse to have the jokes with other monsters yeah um mm-hmm. you know there is no it doesn't work logically as a as a prison um uh, and uh, i found that kind of irritating the whole prison thing reminded me of separating the doctor from her TARDIS at the very beginning with the with the woman who fell to earth in the ghost monument. It's sort of like that could have been a thing. That could have driven the whole season looking for the yeah. TARDIS, being reconnected with the TARDIS. It could have had meaning. It could have been more significant yeah. than it was. But there was no point because you give a, her TARDIS back the very first episode after losing it. It would have been like with Moffat having the doctor go blind in oxygen and then automatically having a sight back again at the end of the episode. Instead, Moffat, who's a better storyteller or better plotter, uh, extends that out and makes it at least have impact in extremis. Right. And then with the lie of the land and the pyramids at the end of the earth, it, you know, it all kind of connected. There was a point. Or at least if there wasn't a point, it was used. But with the separating the Doctor from the TARDIS, putting the Doctor in prison, it's resolved in the very next story. It's kind of a hand-wave-away uh, type resolution. And there's just no point. And I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go back on this, uh, this thing. It's just stuff. You're just throwing stuff out there with no, with no reason other than just kind of having these little set meter it doesn't just stuff in sequence isn't a story stuff in sequence i like that yes mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah it, it's just a thing and then another thing and then something happens and then another thing happens mm-hmm. uh the capture or the the stealing of the kind of dalek artifact mm. um you know with the guy who is drinking tea and then stops to get another tea and then, by some wild coincidence, the only place he stops yeah. to get another tea is <laughs> is the place which has the, the the tea woman who then steals his truck. And there's only one of him. And it's, right, it's, it's. I mean, again, I mean, I can see. Okay, so right, so you, let, let's go all. I was thinking about trucks. Let's wind all the way back to Ambassadors of Death. The Ambassadors of Death has like an amazing. Like full on, we steal something from a truck, right? And that was all the way back in 1970 that they did that, and it was exciting and beautifully shot and thrilling, and had explosions and you know people running around with guns. Um, and this doesn't. No. And you could have done that, and you chose not to because I don't know. Another thing, it's it's okay, what's the point in saying oh we're in Osaka when it's just a space with a bunch of stuff in it. To me, it would have been way more satisfying if the kind of Dalek breeding warehouse was, you know, in Surbiton or somewhere. You know, it's, 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 it, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're actually getting me riled up now. In fact, I, I was, I was, I, I was hoping I'd. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I think the purpose of putting in a Sokka is purely a Doctor Who as a commercial property and let's market it in Japan. See, we have a Doctor Who connection. Doctor Who's been in Japan. But I mean, but but have some, you know, have a have an establishing plate shot of Osaka with Osaka written underneath it, or I don't know, have some Japanese people wandering around, or I don't know, have some script that's in Japanese, or I don't know, just do something that 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 says that shows me this is in Osaka rather than just saying we're in Osaka now and then okay, well, then we'll just carry on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's again, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. And I guess he flew to Osaka with a Dalek on his back or something. I don't know. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> carry on. Carry on luggage. This is my this is my Dalek and <laughs> yeah, it's, this is my Colin mutant. Yeah, yeah. Don't notice me. <laughs> La, da, 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 da. There you go. Exactly. It's my comfort support animal. It, exactly my support tent- support squid tentacled monster. Uh, I I have a question. Was the driver killed by the T? Is that what we're supposed to take away from it? That the Jack Robertson's people killed the lorry driver. So here's what I was hoping. Uh, and I, the, the rewatch, it, it, that that didn't occur. Um, but I mean, I think when the original watch, this is what I was hoping is that okay, so they they have a destroyed um, machine and they have someone who they have killed or made unconscious. I mean, his eyes are slightly open, so I think okay, maybe he's unconscious. What I was thinking, okay, and then they're going to mutate him, and like that that will be the first Dalek that will be inside this 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 machine that they're going to kind of reproduce didn't happen Mm -hmm. right again i mean i think you and i do this a lot but i think it is in i think it is indicative of some of the weakness of the storytelling here like there are some there there could have been some exciting things here Mm -hmm. this could have been exciting and could have been interesting and could have been well told and it wasn't and i've just come up with a really good idea that would have explained away what what happened to the guy and would have kicked off the plot way earlier because we would have had a Dalek mutant from the very beginning without the kind of cloning right. from DNA stuff. Plus, right. the Dalek mutant would already have had human DNA in it. Um, so, you know, the, the when the Dalek execution yeah. squad kind of arrives or something. And that didn't make sense either, to be honest. Since you brought it up, what did you think of the constant name? Ch- I think four or five times in the script, Dalek SAS. And sort of like, I don't think... These are Dalek SAS. That's just not my impression of what the SAS is. They're not uh, Death Squad. They're not. They're just not that. Yeah, they're just regular Daleks. Um, and the fact that you're telling us over and over again that in some way they're special, or more deadly than usual, or more kind of fanatic. I'm, I'm trying to think. Okay, you know what are the SAS? They're kind of you know they're deadly. They're well trained. They're I guess they're fanatical in some sort of way. They should have been the SS Daleks. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, they should have been like the SS. Calling them SAS Daleks, it, I, is this for the UK audience saying that they're just like elite Daleks? Yeah, it would have, it, I guess it would have been saying like they're like Delta Force Daleks or something or, you know, um, Green Beret Daleks, um, which is fine. But A, one, they should have been different paint their tops black or something or give them a red stripe down the side or give them a little green top a little green go. beret green, painted green, on green it. beret top um and make them particularly deadly but they weren't mm-hmm. again as as so often happen this is not just chibnall i think this is in general you know the daleks kind of wildly oscillate between there being like a shitload of them to being not very many right um so you know when you can computer generate 
them there's hundreds mm -hmm. but when you have to deal with a real prop there's probably about four of them which always kind of right. aggravates me but yeah no they weren't they weren't special they weren't interesting um when i first watched it my okay oh, this is going to be really cool they're going to be i don't know they're going to they're going to look different and mm -hmm. be horribler and they didn't look different and they weren't horribler they were just regular yeah and again as you point out the only reason that we know that they were different is because they kept the doctor kept saying they were different right which doesn't make them different Right. Yeah. Visually, I thought the story was strong. For me, the best was the inside the Dalek ship. I thought that looked fantastic. I thought the scenes inside the clone vats with the computer-generated tall uh, skyscraper interior, I thought that looked really good. I thought the lighting was changing from the green to the kind of fluorescent blue-red all that worked really good. I thought Jack Robertson's office looked good. I think the scene where the fam confronts Robertson in the parking lot was good. I was surprised that I found Jack Robertson to be the most interesting character in this story. I thought he had the best lines. His reaction to the Leo cloning the Dalek was... <laughs> was uh was brilliant it's sort of like i I'll, I'll quote it verbatim no are you insane that's the most disgusting thing i've ever seen in my life what were you thinking and sort of like yeah leo you dumbass what were you thinking why were you why were you cloning why are you why would you even think of this and it's sort of like then a little like you're the example i know and likes experts you know it all and it's sort of like you know more it's you're too smart you know you shouldn't have done this right, this right, is right. Just, dumb you had one job and you blew it <laughs> and i found jack robertson honestly to be most compelling character in there and sort of like he's you know the doctor keeps saying this is about the daleks you don't understand it's about the daleks this daleks that and he says robertson's line is please stop using that word it has no meaning and it's sort of like of course it doesn't have any meaning it's the whole chibnall era writ large it's sort of like, you're just using words it doesn't have any meaning please stop doing it please please show me why daleks are dangerous stop telling me show me something yeah I just kept thinking, this is 71 minutes long. I could have watched the omnibus version of Pyramids of Mars and gotten more satisfaction out of it, and I've seen it 100,000 times. And it, this is new Doctor Who, and, and it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. You know, I kept looking at the clock saying, this is just dragging on and on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, the, the rewatch I was paying, you know, I was... I was paying more attention in some ways because I knew what was happening. Mm -hmm. I, my, one of my main memories of the original watch is thinking, like, this is really going on a bit. Like, when is it going to end? And actually, by the ending, I'd sort of lost interest in what was happening, um, mm -hmm. which is crazy because, you know, it was a new, you know, this is a new episode I, I'd, I'd never seen before. Um, I do agree with you about Robertson. I think he is the best character. I think maybe... Um, you know, they seem to lean in far better than they did when his original appearance in yeah. in in, yeah. in Iraq in the UK. They lean far better into the Trump aspect of him, which which I think was I think was smart. Um, I don't know why that was kind of spiked, why it felt spiked in, in Arachnids. I suspect because the BBC was saying, like, okay, this is the president of the, of the United States. You can't, you can't take the piss out of him because, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're the BBC and we're, we're supposed to be impartial. Um, but this time around, they, they lent into it really well. And that, and I think that worked. And he, his kind of frustration and irritation that you've described with, 
with our heroes <laughs> kind of mirrored mine, to be honest. It's mm-hmm. like, what the hell, you know? Yeah, I'm going to betray. I, I, I would actually betray this particular version of Earth um, <laughs> to the Daleks. It's like, this is stupid. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to betray it to the Daleks right now. There you go. Uh-huh. I just liked his kind of, lame cop out i was deliberately acting as a decoy and the doctor just goes with it it's sort of like he just had all the best lines they find out the daleks i have liquidated all the clone workers robertson's first reaction is this is a pr disaster and it's sort of like yes that's funny it's sort of like more more robertson because you're actually doing something with this character and he's funny for what he says and how he acts right he's obviously out of his depth but his lines are funny it kind of reminds me of eric sayward's writing it's sort of like he's giving the best stuff to the guest cast because he's tired of the companions and the doctor and he's he just wants to write something else i think you're onto something there i i you know and i think um just reading the kind of exit interviews for Chibnall and mm-hmm. the kind of subtext of that, of those interviews, which is like, I, you know, I didn't really want to do this. I, you know, um, uh, I didn't really know what was going on. Um, uh, you right. know, I'm not that interested in the consequences of what I've written, you know, which, which is, I, you know, I was interested in what I wanted to do is do things that are purely kind of suggestional, you know, there needs to be a female doctor, um, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, the main impression that I got of this particular episode is that everybody, including me, wanted it to be over. Um, uh, it, it said, <laughs> well, I wanted it to be over. The cast wanted it to be over. The writer just, okay, we just need to get to the end of this yeah. and then we can just write the next one. It's, it, it, it was just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, we, what, what, what I like, what I disliked, um, uh, what I dislike a, a lot about kind of serialized, uh, genre drama is that every episode is really setting up the next episode. This really wasn't even as bad as that. I mean, this really was kind of even worse than that. It was like, this is an episode that nobody really wants. Everybody seems to be bored with it. And, um, you know, uh, the fireworks factory is so far away. Um, It's, you know, anyway, yeah, um, it's, it's. I mean, the, 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 I think the best example, which, which we will find out of kind of, you know, episodes that are only about the next episode is, is Flux, actually. But we'll, we'll come to that. Yeah. Uh, we said goodbye to a couple of companions. Yeah. It was sad seeing Graham go because Graham didn't want to go, but yeah. he has this relationship with Ryan that he also values, and yeah. the doctor gives him psychic papers. I guess it's a nice going away present. Um, it does set up if i guess chibnall ever wanted to do a spinoff you could imagine the adventures of ryan and graham going to finland or peru or whatever and investigating but you know neither actor would be interested in it (laughs) but it kind of seemed hollow uh, because i never really bought the relationship between ryan and graham to begin with so graham all excited to go and then deciding not to yeah i mean it's 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 like we've said all the way through with this era i mean again the listener can always turn off when we start to repeat ourselves so much telling so little showing you know we're just told that these people have relationships 
when there's not really any evidence of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, just to just to think about the the kind of Captain Jack character and, and John Barrowman, that appeared to me to be someone like cosplaying or pretending to be Captain Jack. Um, you know, even though Chibnall's written for that character, mm-hmm. it just seemed to be a okay. This is what this character does, rather than what would the character do in this particular situation? Uh, it felt again, it felt kind of empty and gestural and not really just a just a fake the whole thing felt fake it felt like a pretend yeah you know it's like everyone was pretending to be in an episode of doctor who when actually they weren't um they were you know they were just it they were there in some kind of fan skit at you know a convention (laughs) it was contractual obligation doctor who I mean that's I mean that's I mean that that's really all, all I have to say about it particularly to be honest yeah it's yeah so I think yeah, to conclude the last thing I have the last note I have down is do we really still care about the bike riding uh, speaking for myself no I do not I, I I do not care about the bike riding what a dumb way to end it what a dumb way to bookend it it would have been better to see them off going feeling the gravel monster or something like that. To be honest, however one might dislike Ryan as a character, he's done a, he's done far more things that she should be proud of right. over the past three years than learn how to ride a bike not very well. And you're right, it's like uh, what was yeah okay I guess that was a callback, um, and I guess maybe he's conquered his dyspraxia or something. But I mean I don't know yeah it's it's supposed to show that he's not going to give up. What would have been cool is if they pick up on they've got psychic paper and now they're going to go around solving mysteries, you know. And 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 if if suddenly like a mystery had presented itself, I don't know. They spot a weeping angel around the corner or whatever. I don't know. Um, and then and then I don't know. Ryan leaps on a bike and like bikes after it um, or something. I mean, there, there could have been something exciting and like okay, which allowed us to imagine what they mm-hmm. might now be getting yeah. up to yeah, exactly. in the absence of us knowing what they're getting up to because we've moved on to different stories rather than, oh, yeah, he can ride a bike now. Well, great. I mean, a lot of people can ride bikes. Um, we'll try to do something that's, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, that anyone can do and is inconsequential. Um, I would prefer that, that he, we'd been shown that, you know, what he's learned is how to be, you know, persistent and confident and... We'll go out with Graham and, you know, solve mysteries and defeat aliens rather than learn how to ride a bike, which is a boring thing. Right. Boo. Right. Well, that's all I have. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to put you in a bad mood about this. It sounds like you liked it better. Well, did I like it? I mean, I no. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I, I guess I was watching it with a different eye on a rewatch. I was like, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. work out what I like about this. And I'm going to kind of let it wash over me a little bit. Um, and I'm not going to be excited about what might happen because I know what's going to happen. Right. So I wasn't as disappointed as I was when I first watched it um, because I already knew what mm. was going to happen. So, so all the things I was building up in my head are like, oh, cool. You already did, you already beaten down. Yeah, yeah it's cool. <laughs> they might do this. They did. I, I knew they weren't going to do that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just inconsequential and not good. I'm afraid it's not good. And that's all I have on it as well, yeah. to be honest. Okay. The good in it, I think, were uh, Jack Robertson's return, uh, surprisingly so. I thought uh, he was very well written. Visually, for the most part, I thought it was excellent. Uh, beyond that, I just kind of wonder what was the point. That, that's where I have it. <laughs> 
yeah neither of us liked it very much there you go there's your takeaway <laughs> all right well thank you for listening to us uh whinge on episode 207 of the uh metabulous 2 podcast i have been uh contemplating the future of dalek puppets no <laughs> i don't know with ben uh i have been complaining about stuff do you think those will return <laughs> I, don't, I don't know do you think dalek puppets will return do you think that's something rtd will pick up on actually with, uh, to, the to, dalek to, backpacks to, 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 yeah to, to quick, those are pretty cool actually yeah to quickly to quickly just say okay that's another cool thing i think that is actually a good innovation yeah i think i think that does work well and it's a new thing for that particular monster to do now and um i i hope it is brought back but you know that's pretty much the only good thing about it so yeah i also have been have been ex- started to become excited about the future of dalek puppetry so pro, pro puppets. puppets yeah <laughs> we, we're pro puppets all right so yeah there you go um thanks everyone bye